the floor right now. All the models to 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 the floor right now. Welcome to the 25th edition of the Sports Reality. I'm Jeremy John, and I'm here with my co-host. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? How's everything, Rike? Didn't even introduce yourself properly. <laughs> everything's good. Everything's good. It's um, been a good week thus far. Um, today was pretty blah, but, you know, it's still a good day. It's hump day, so yes, the week's half over. It's half the battle. Uh-huh. Um, ready for the weekend. I got a lot of stuff going on this weekend, so I'm ready for this week. I feel like I'm going to be like Eric this weekend. Because I'm going to have a lot of stuff going on this weekend. And I just got to pick and choose what I'm going to do. But, um, uh, Eric, what's going on? Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will fail. This is a mission I will fail. Because no one can outdo Eric. But, um, Jeremy, how's your week been so far? Uh, it's been going good so far. School and work is good. Um, just ready to get the show started. A lot going on in the sports world. Yes. And, um, this is an exciting time of year for sports, man. Yes, There's so is. much. There's NCAA football, basketball. There's NBA. There's NFL. There's just so much going on. It's crazy. Yes. Uh, like I said, it's uh, part of the uh, greatest um, greatest uh, sports time of the year. For, uh, you have basketball. You have, um, of course, baseball, baseball just finished. Yep. But you have the NFL. You have uh, NHL. Um, I said basketball, but you have college basketball. Um, high school football is wrapping up. Right. High school basketball is about to start. Right. You're about to start with your team. Absolutely. That's come Academy. That. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. And um, we have a lot to discuss uh, this week. Uh, we do want to start off with a recap of um, a game that we worked at as um, press as the media oh, yes. at the game. It was two uh, Saturdays ago, November 2nd. But um, definitely want to highlight uh, what we did there. Um, it was Oakwood Adventist University versus Washington Adventist University. Uh, they had a basketball game at Tacoma Academy, November 2nd. Um, Washington Adventist was victorious, both women's and men's. To start off with the women's game, uh, Juria, uh, what's Juria's last name? Area. I don't even know. Oh, I forgot, Man, forgot that's terrible. Name. So unprofessional. I know. Uh, uh, she had 15 points, 15 rebounds. Double double. What a way to start out your season. Yes. Um, she was cleaning up on the boards, uh, finishing at the rim. Um, it, it was great to watch her play. I worked out with her a couple times. She's really a, a great person on and off the court. So I'm pretty excited to stay, um, stay, uh, stay tuned for what she's going to do this season. This is her sophomore year. Uh huh. So. Um, she was definitely the player of the game. Jeremy, you got a chance to interview her and talk to her. Yes, we did. And we will definitely show more of that game. Well, we have a few highlights coming up soon. But um, with the help of uh, Daryl Curry from Visual Aids, yes. he's working on the documentary for the um, Washington Adventist 
University men's team. So um, when that documentary is finished, he will definitely be on the show, and you'll see a lot more of the work that uh, not only what he did, but what we did uh, behind the scenes during that game. Uh, during the men's game, it was very, uh, very close game, very competitive. Um, at first, Washington Adventist was up 14-2 to to start off the game. I stepped out the door, stepped back in, and it was like a six-point game. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. And then uh, in the second half, it was close. And with uh, five minutes left in the game, there was a technical uh, a foul called on um, Oakwood University. And um, one of the Washington Adventist University players um, got a technical foul by pushing him. It was uh, somewhat of a melee, you could say. Mm-hmm. It was uh, um, that uh, some some players were ejected, and the game was just close all the way until the very end, the last minute of the game. Um, players of the game during that game was Martin Wilson, had uh, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Yes, yeah, a big man shooting threes. Uh huh. And um, the floor. Juwan ju- uh, ju- uh, um, Juwan Lockhart with uh, 20 points, I nine he's a assists. Freshman, right? No, he's a senior. He's a senior. Oh, senior. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So they had big games, very competitive. Um, also, the men's team did win uh, last Wednesday. Um, I have not got the results for the game that they had this past weekend, but mm-hmm. if, before this past weekend, they were two and zero, leading into the third game. Uh, Eric, we do have some highlights from that game. If you could just cue up a uh, highlight number one for us, please. Definitely check out Washington Evans University. Good local basketball. And these are from Visual Aid. Visual Aid Films. Washington Adventists is in the white jerseys. Oakwood is in the uh, black jerseys. And these are two definitely like up-tempo teams, so it's always fun to watch them. And that was during the uh, 14-2 run to start the game off. Uh, we have uh, the Eric. If you go to the second video, please. Uh, third highlight, Eric. If you could cue that for us, please. And this is Mr. Wilson, of course, ending the game with a big three. From the corner, big three, big three. So, yeah, so those are just a few of the highlights and a few of the clips that will definitely be in a visual aids documentary uh, featuring the Washington Adventist University men's basketball team. Let's uh, move on to the NFL and recap week 10 of the NFL. And um, both of our hearts were broken this week, but we'll get definitely. it. We'll uh, get into that uh, starting last Thursday night. The Redskins uh, started off strong, but ended up with 
a loss. Uh, Vikings 34-27 with their first win in America, second win of the season. Talk to us, Eric. That's that's a textbook Redskins fourth quarter right there. Textbook. I wish I could take joy in that. You know, <laughs> I wish I could. But we'll, we'll get we'll get into why I can't take joy in, in that game. It's like we're Tony Romo, but it's the whole team's fault. <laughs> oh, good analogy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man. Moving man. on. Uh, Eagles, <laughs> 27-13 over the Packers. Packers uh, with a backup quarterback, Seneca Wallace. Uh, Seneca Wallace was injured during the game. And um, some guy I've never heard, Tolzien, had to come in and finish up the game. He played fairly decent, but uh, Eagles 27-13. I think they went after Matt Flynn. Yes, Matt Flynn is signed, and uh, but Tolzien will start this coming week. Right. Um, but uh, Matt Flynn is definitely the backup quarterback. Jaguars 29-27 with their first win of the season. They are now 1-8. Steelers 23-10 over the Bills. Steelers 3-6, but... Um, they're playing as if the game, the season's not over. Giants three and six, and their season's not over with this dreadful NFC East division. Twenty-four twenty over the Raiders. The shocker of the week: Rams thirty-eight eight over the Colts in Indianapolis. Man, um, Tavon Austin torched them for uh, two touchdowns. Seahawks thirty-three ten over the Falcons. Falcons season is looking abysmal right now. It's bad. Uh, with a game that went to overtime, 2017, the Ravens with a crazy Hail Mary from and Andy Dalton to uh, A.J. Green for that game to go into overtime. And in overtime, uh, J- Justin Tucker kicks the game-winning field goal, 2017, Bengals. Lions, 21-19 over the Bears. And um, story of the game, Cutler starts the game but does not finish. Um, McCown leads them to tie uh, to um, have an opportunity to tie the game, but they uh, come up short on the two-point conversion. Uh, Panthers 10-9. This was a scrappy beat 'em up game that right. that there was. It was so physical. It was probably the most physical game all season. Panthers 10-9 over the the um, 49ers. 49ers. Cardinals 27-24 over the Texans. Uh, Texans uh, made a late run with uh, Case Keenum and a phenomenal catch from Andre Johnson, but they did come up short in the fourth quarter. 27-24 Cardinals. Broncos 28-20. They are 8-1. They won over the uh, San Diego Chargers. Controversy. Well, not controversy. There was some uh, drama. Uh, Peyton Manning decided... Well, not Peyton Manning decided. The coach called a play for him to uh, pass the ball on third down to milk the, milk the game and, and mm-hmm. ice it. Uh, they converted the first down, but on that play, Peyton Manning took a hit down low uh, right by his knee and ended up um, re-aggravating his uh, high ankle sprain injury that he had. But he will start this Sunday versus the um, Kansas City Chiefs. I wish I could just overlook this game, but um, the Saints did win 49 we're not going to talk about how much the Cowboys scored, but the Saints had 49 points, 17 with 40 first downs. That's a lot. If if we have time, we'll talk about how I feel about the Dallas Cowboys, and then you could talk about how you feel about the Washington Redskins. And on Monday night, this was not a shocker to me because of all the drama around the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Buccaneers 
won 22-19 with their first win of the season. So right. now um, no they are no longer the winless stock. teams. No, they're still the laughing stock. Them and the Jaguars. And now. And the Falcons. And the Falcons. And sometimes the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> are the, All are the, the time. Are the laughing stock of the NFL. So that recaps week 10. What was a uh, game that stuck out to you, Rike? Honestly, it was the Cowboys in the um, 10th game. And mainly because I'm I'm such a huge Drew Brees fan. And just to watch him march up and down the field is crazy to me. Like, it's just, it just amazes me. Um, it also just, you know, points out how weak the NFC East is. And it points out some of the, um, just the weaknesses of the Cowboys, which I already knew. But, um... I don't know. It's just I don't understand how a team, and not even just Cowboys, the Redskins too. The Redskins not so much, but a team that looks so good on the books, just looks per- like a team that I feel like should. You look at their books and you're just like you're putting them in, you know, going far in the playoffs. It's just can't get it together. I just don't understand whether it stems from the coaching or the players. Now I know with the Redskins, I don't agree with a lot of play calls, on like third down play calls and, and a lot of play calls. Period. But the Cowboys, I haven't really been able to pinpoint it. I don't really look at it as closely as I do with the with the Redskins. But, um, yeah, I think that game stuck out to me the most, mainly because I was probably amazed at watching Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees converted nine of nine third down passes. That's we couldn't crazy. stop him on third down. Also, it's very complex with the Dallas Cowboys. And then just real quick, I'm just going to say something real quick because if we have time, we'll get into it later. But um, it's a terrible combination of injuries and just lack of depth with our uh, defense that's that's why we've lost five games this season um and it's crazy you can go back and say well you know you know the cowboys could have easily won you know seven eight games at this point in the season but they could have easily lost out of 10 games so far they could have easily lost seven yeah so it's just it's just crazy Uh, i'll definitely get into more of that later um Let's start with our AFC power rankings. Top five teams in the AFC for you. Uh, or do you want me to start? You can go ahead and start. I have no idea. In the AFC, I'm going to have to say, um, of course, at number five, man, I have my NFC, NFC together. AFC, I, I don't have it all together. Um, but um, I'm going to say, who's in the? It's really uh, all bunched in. Um, the AFC West has quite a few. I'm going to start number one. Kansas City's number one. I know usually I go backwards. But Kansas City, number one. Denver, number two. At number three, I'm going to have to say the New England Patriots. At number four, I would have to say... Um, I would have to say at number four, uh, Indianapolis Colts. And at number five... kind of, I feel like you have to kind of give it to the Jets. At number five, yes, the Jets. <laughs> I would have to say they're... Their um their defense is very good and Geno Smith's not making too many mistakes. Right. And I think part of the reason is they're not really setting him up for failure. Exactly. In the NFC, I'm gonna start from the bottom this time. In the NFC, I'm gonna have to go with um the Eagles at fifth. In the NFC. At fourth, I would have to say um the Seattle Seahawks right now. Four? Yes, because they're they're quite beat up. And this is power rankings, present strength. They could definitely change by next week. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry. At fourth, I have the 49ers. At at third, I have the um, Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. At second, 
This is a shocker. Carolina Panthers and at number one, um, New Orleans Saints. Panthers, man. Jeez, I think mine. Um, I'll start with my um, for AFC. Mine, I agree with you 100% with the AFC. NFC, um, I'm probably gonna have to go with number one, the New Orleans Saints. Um, number two, Seattle is beat up, but I'm still uh, they still have the number two spot in my book. Mm. Number four, um, will probably be the 49ers or number three. Am I number three? I think you, I got. You didn't Saints. say three, but go ahead. I got Saints at number one. Um, I still have CX at number two. Three, I'm going to have 49ers. Four, Panthers. Um, and five. I don't even know. <laughs> My fifth spot is two. I said Eagles, and the Eagles uh, of the last couple weeks have been I, on I fire. Guess, I guess the Eagles. Eagles five. Yes. Until next week. Um... We do have a Q&A session later in the show. Uh, definitely around maybe 840, we'll definitely have that going on. If you uh, want to call and ask us a question that you would like us to answer, you could definitely call us at 240-389-3915. 240-389-3915. Let's move down to level two college football and just recap the top 10 teams in the BCS. And... Um, I know I forgot something. I didn't. I didn't prepare that one. I was. Uh, I was. Um, I had a whole bunch of other stuff here on my computer, but I did not have that up and ready. But right now I have it ready. At number ten, we have South Carolina. At number nine, Missouri. At number eight, Clemson. At number seven, Auburn. Number six, Oregon. Number five, Baylor. Number four, Stanford. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, Florida State. And number one, Alabama. Still number one. Are they ever going to leave that spot? Well, I don't know because um, they did control um, LSU on mon- on this past Saturday, and I think um, yeah, they're be- they're 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 getting all the key wins that they need basically yes. to, to hold the number one spot. So yes, and Oregon lost to Stanford last Thursday, yeah, which, which also helped. which which bumped them down. Uh-huh. Florida State then won and won handedly, um, fifty nine to three over Wake Forest. Um, and um, Oregon, they pretty much lost their shot. Oregon better hope that Florida State and Ohio State they gotta hope for a lose. Lot. They gotta hope and for a And that lot. Stanford loses another game for them to get back into the number two spot to face Alabama. Um, I just think Alabama's going to go all the way because at this point in the season, um, they, they, they have one more test. Against Auburn, which is always a, a, a hard game. It's a in-state rivalry. Day after Thanksgiving, that's a great time to catch um, to catch a, a team sleeping and off guard. But um, I think Alabama's definitely a lock. It looks like Florida State will definitely get in there for um, the title game in um, January. Let's move on to our sports bloopers. And we have uh, two bloopers that I think everyone will enjoy. They're quite hilarious. Eric, just cue up blooper number one for us, please. Perry is looking for, and he believes he can play all season long with this lineup. Another block. And what a save! Oh, he, threw <laughs> he threw it in the basket. 
basket. Young from Kentucky actually tried to save the James ball and Young threw it straight into the basket. That actually takes skill. <laughs> those are like those fluke things you practice when you're like 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, though. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, blooper number two. Slow-mo and everything. Here we go. This is Caden Smith for Texas A&M trying to get his his jersey on. Trying to get his Caden on. A little tight, a little skin tight. And uh, yeah, hide that tummy. Is there a zipper in the back, or is, is it? I like... don't know. Help me back here, please. We got a clock on him. It's gonna take. Maybe it is a side zipper. It's gonna take. This is a, this is a long pit stop. This is a 20-second pit stop here. He's, he finally gets out there, and he's got the wrong hat on. Oh my! Nobody's more embarrassed than he is, and it's not his fault. So yeah, those are our bloopers of the week. If you have anything that you would like us to show that you've seen that we may not have seen, you can definitely email it to us at thesportsreality at gmail.com. You could tweet us, uh, sportsrealitylv on Twitter and uh, our Instagram page, thesportsrealityLV. Let's move on to NCAA basketball and just recap uh, the top games. Yesterday was a very big game in yeah, uh, college, a big day in college basketball. Mm -hmm. Starting Monday night, they had a tip-off marathon. Uh, do you remember? Are you familiar with the tip-off marathon? Yeah, I am. It's, it, and it's exciting. There's a lot of good matchups. I was excited to see a lot of the, the freshmen uh -huh. play yesterday. So on uh, the tip-off, for those that don't know, the tip-off marathon started Monday night, mm -hmm. and then on ESPN or ESPN2, there was at least one game going on all through the day. Around the clock, yep. Around the clock, to the point that there was a game at 3 o'clock in the morning. Live games, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes, they were on the West Coast. Uh, I think one of them was in Hawaii. So yeah. That, but um, the early morning game was actually on the East Coast. I forgot who played, but it was a 6 o'clock game in the morning. Um, I enjoy it because uh, this basketball all day. And then you see these matchups that uh, don't happen typically, that don't happen often. Um, and we actually saw someone that we know from Open Gym one time. We did. LaSalle versus Quinnipiac. Mm -hmm. LaSalle ended up coming out victorious. Um, so, yeah, it was a very good uh, day in college basketball. But uh, the key games last night, uh, Michigan versus Michigan State versus Kentucky. Yeah. And Kansas versus Duke. Let's start with Michigan State versus Kentucky. And uh, Michigan State was victorious 78-74. Uh, key to that game was Keith Appling with 22 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 steals. Big and he was game. The, he's a senior. I remember him, and I'm like, yo, how's he still there? Like, That's I a big game. I didn't even know he was still there until um, I saw him last night. Uh, he had a big game. He basically showed that um, his experience will definitely help him against the uh, freshman-loaded uh, team that Kentucky had. Kentucky started out very slow, and you could see that they actually, the way they were playing, they were playing as if they were still in high school. Some of the same move, the moves that they were doing, that worked in high school. Right. You could tell that they were trying to do the same moves, right. and it's it wasn't working. Um, one player for Kentucky, and I have his name right here, um, Julius Randle, who had a big game, 27 points, 
13 rebounds, but there were three or four possessions where he tried to do a spin move, right. and he kept on getting stripped. And he and if you look at any of his like hoop mixtapes or anything that he did in high school, that's he, he that's like one of his patent moves, that spin move that he did. He was able to get away with it in high school, of course, because he's so big and strong. It's kind of like it doesn't even have to be such a clean. A polished spin move. It's kind of like you use your. It could be sloppy, but your strength will kind of, uh-huh. you know, work you through it. So, I mean, but at the next level, when everyone's the same size as you and the same weight group yards, I mean, it's, it's a it's a different ball game. But he still did very well for, um, you know, to be in the the spotlight, the big game, college basketball. He still did very well. But you can see he's adjusting, trying to figure out what type of moves he has to make at the next level. Yes, and I think he will get better. Absolutely. And I think um, he'll definitely get better. When he moves on to the NBA also, mm-hmm. he already has post moves, which yeah. is good. Yeah. So when he goes to the NBA, it's only going to get better. He's going to have round-the-clock uh, coaches. Exactly. They'll be there. Um, yes, even though I did mention that the spin move didn't work as effectively as he thought, it'll mm-hmm. definitely get better. Um, moving on to the Duke-Kentucky game, this was, man, a very, very good competitive game all the way to, to the end. Uh, Jabari Parker guard out of Duke that's from Chicago mm-hmm. uh, that went this game these two games were in Chicago at the United Center um, and he's he went to Simeon which is the same school that Derrick Rose went to the yes. same school that Ben Wilson went to and we'll, we may actually talk about Ben Wilson later in the show but um, Jabari Parker with 27 points nine rebounds man and uh, welcome to college yes he had a he had a stint right before halftime where he was on fire. He mm-hmm. contributed to like 13 straight points. Fire for five in the free throw line. That's big. Yes. And in college, yes, you might say, oh, he's supposed to hit free throws. But in yeah. college, your, your first big game, yeah, free throws are, are important. Uh, Rashid Solomon had uh, coming off the bench, had 13 points. Uh, he played 28 minutes. One disappointment for me, uh, Tyler Thornton only took one shot attempt. He made it, mm-hmm. but um, he was in foul trouble a lot. Yeah. And, um, Quinn Cook with 10 points. But on uh, Kansas' uh, team, Andrew Wiggins with 22 points, 8 uh, rebounds. But the surpriser for me, Perry Ellis with 24 points, 10 rebounds. Had a big game. He did. Um, this game had a lot of um, talent that we going to the next level in the NBA. There were 80 NBA scouts at the two games last yeah, and that's, night. Yeah, and that's how they do. They always come to these type of, like, big games. 80. Because it's a big game. You want to see how they perform, like, not on just any average game. Yeah. 80 is a lot, though. Yes. But that and, is a lot. And the thing about this, with these four teams, there's legitimately, like, 10 players. That who, are probably going to be the... Who will be in the first round. Right. Probably from these two teams. From these four teams. So um, it was a uh, very good basketball. They had uh, the games were extra long with the amount of foul calls. Yeah. Uh, game started at first game started at eight, and the Duke game didn't end until uh, almost twelve thirty. Um, so yeah, but it was very exciting, very competitive. Let's move up a level to the NBA and talk about the Pacers. Man, they are still undefeated. Are they for real, Rike? I mean, I was a believer in them last year, and now that they have Danny Granger back, I'm still a believer. I mean, and Paul George is, is you know, we talked about him last week a little bit. I mean, he's doing his thing. He's hooping. And, um, I mean, I'm a believer, and and especially since they're coming out the East, you know, it. 
I think that they that they could do pretty well. I don't know exactly. I don't want to like call what seed that they would get right now. I don't want to like you know prematurely say they're going all the way or conference finals or anything. But I, I think they're for real. Yeah, um, I think they're a true competitor. Yeah. Last year, um, true contender. I mean, last year, even though they got to the uh, conference uh, championship, conference finals, I didn't see them as a true contender. I feel like they got lucky and matched up against teams that they they could be. Mm-hmm. They got uh, was it um, who's they played in the first round? Atlanta. You could beat Atlanta. Right. Then they got up with the Knicks and the Knicks without Amari. Mm-hmm. Where it was just Carmelo. It was just a good matchup. And yes, it went seven games with the Heat, but I think the, Heat, kinda, yeah. the Heat pretty much it's crazy. They controlled a seven game series, mm-hmm. which is in the that's pretty weird to say, but that's those seven games they pretty much controlled. This year, I think they're true contenders. And um I still have the Heat coming out the East. However, my uh, stance has changed from last week. I won't be surprised if they make it to the finals. Uh, the Pacers? Yes. Oh, wow. I won't be so surprised. You're a believer. But I still think the Heat will come out of the East and uh, represent, uh, go make it to the finals. Man, you're a believer. Paul, <laughs> George, and co. <laughs> the Lakers, however, are four and five right now. They are uh, fourth in the Pacific Division, mm-hmm. um, only above Sacramento. Um, is this good or bad that they're four and five without Kobe Bryant? I'm going to say it's definitely good because, <laughs> I mean, for the fact that they can hold their own, I mean, they're slightly you know below 500, but still, most people would count them out. And, like, if you – and let's be honest, without Kobe Bryant – they're still an NBA basketball team. I mean, they're still an upper tier to me, in my opinion, upper tier basketball team without Kobe Bryant. So for the fact that they're four and five, I mean, they should be four and five without him. Um, imagine if they had him. Now, you know, they they may you know be two more games. You know, maybe they'd better. be yeah, two more games better. But um, I think it's a good thing for them. Um, you know, it's getting it's giving everyone else a chance to. Um, I don't know. Guess I guess I don't know if it's confidence, but kind of yeah, that's what get I get a think. feel for the game, kind of. And I feel like getting Kobe back should only enhance. It shouldn't be a setback. It should only enhance what they're doing right now. So I think it's a good thing that they're four and five. What do you think? Yeah, this, this is the first time I've ever said this about Kobe Bryant in his career. I think with Kobe Bryant coming back, that this team, the way it's built, would actually his teammates would actually get better when he gets on the floor. Usually, when Kobe Bryant's off the floor, you could see the team actually plays better team ball. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the 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 stint that they're going through, the stretch, and how they're going to have to play without him for a while, I feel like they're gaining confidence and that they know, okay, I can play. Because a lot of these people on this team are cast-offs. Jody Meeks, mm-hmm. uh, Xavier Henry, um, Chris Kamen, which people just, you know, they give up on him. Um, and Steve Nash is at the end of his career. Jordan Hill was just a, a throwaway from Houston. They have quite a few people who, quite a, oh Jordan Farmer, Steve oh, Blake. Yeah. These are all to, people that no one wanted. I thought Jordan Farmer had a future, <laughs> but um, but they're all getting confident. So I feel like with Kobe Bryant back, if they can, I think it's going to be mental now with him right. back. Can they still 
keep up the mentality that, you know what, I can contribute. It's not going to be, oh, Kobe's back, pass the ball, move out the way. Right. So I think it's actually pretty good. that. And hopefully four- Kobe's sitting back and watching and seeing, like, hey, you know, maybe I can, you know, I, I can have people to to rely on. I see what they're doing without me. So, you know, that hopefully that'll take away, you know, a little bit of his, not ego, but, you know, the, the amount of touches that he might feel he needs. Nah. And he'll be a little bit more into the, buy into his team a little bit more. And if he can definitely do that, I mean, they're back in it. They're back in the game again. Yes. Uh, let's move on to our NBA top plays of the week. We have three very good plays, and I think everyone will love this uh, part uh, textbook basketball in one of them. And then uh, the other two are just strictly highlights that uh, everyone would love. Eric, if you could just queue up our NBA plays of the week. My son kind of turned me on to Vines a little bit. It's, pretty, it's a kind of a good humor kind of thing. But this this first quarter is, look at this. Can you believe that pass? <laughs> Did you see the commentator? Oh, oh look at this. Oh, look at this. That pass was grim. That's textbook. Accurate. Uh, chest pass. And it was a cross court. Yes, cross. Not cross, down court, actually. <laughs> yes, look at that. Looked like a quarterback and receiver in sync. Kevin Love, the uh, Corey Brewer, for that. Uh, and and that's why I, that's part of the reason why I love Kevin Love. He's just uh, he's a, he's an athlete, and like, I mean, he gets he just grab boards and his ability to pass. His passing skill is just great. It is uh, top play number two. Trying to create down low, kick out to Williams. They're gonna have to move it on the perimeter. Xavier Henry. And I guarantee you everyone thought he was about to swing the ball again. <laughs> yes. I definitely thought he was about to swing it around the perimeter just now. Dunked on his old college teammate Jeff Whit- Whitby. Whoop, thought he was gonna swing it. Nope. Uh, you saw him take his time, gather himself. Man. With it, you got big guys should not be allowed to take charges to begin with. You either have to challenge the shot. You got exactly. The and the commentators are so right. You gotta, you gotta either challenge that or foul him, or you gotta do something. You're not taking a charge at that point. I mean, you gotta kind of know. You gotta know what's going on. And I guess he didn't know. He had no clue. I don't know why he didn't know. He should have. And our top play of the week in the NBA. My goodness. Whistle Lucas for the foul. His second. No, this is just an awesome That's jump. Body. Just out of position. Just, man. That's just body. And I don't like Marvin Williams. I, was, I laughed when I saw that. I don't like Marvin Williams. <laughs> Why, not? Why was Marvin Williams drafted second overall uh, in his yes. draft? And he came off That's the bench That's for a, a team. <laughs> oh, my gosh, to dislike him. Man, That is man. good enough reason. <laughs> and it's not I – don't, I don't blame him for being drafted, but, man – Man, he oh oh my goodness! I, I don't know. He didn't draft is. himself. But I, still, I know, I know, I know. He brought himself off the bench. Like <laughs> dude, you're drafted second. Can you do something? <laughs> oh man, oh man. Let's move on to our sports memes. We didn't have memes last week, so we just carried them over. <laughs> but they're still Roll, funny. Rollover still- memes. Yeah, that totally tripped because I was reading. Uh- I was looking for a way to tell you. It's like, hey, you have the same ones as last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you saw Because I them. always look at them. <laughs> yeah. <for everyone else. laughs> so, Eric, yeah. it's a sneak peek. Yes, yes. So, meme number one. 
That face you make when you lose to the Vikings and the Raiders. That is Ben Roethlisberger of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and yes, he his team lost to both of those teams. That's terrible. They're uh, having a rough year as well. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. But, you know, they'll hopefully. You heard those trade rumors about him? Yeah. Rumors. Yeah, yeah rumors. No, no, no one's getting rid of Big Ben. Yeah. Omar Epps pretty much said uh, they're erroneous. Yeah. Did I say Omar Epps? You did. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mike Tomlin. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Meme number <Yeah>. two. <laughs> The face you make when LeBron gets dunked on. <laughs> yes. Great sound effects, Eric. Yes, yes. And he's been getting dunked on lately. Yes. Uh, we showed that last week, but he's been getting dunked tried on to, lately. He, he tried to turn sideways in one of them. Oh, uh, yeah, but it didn't work. You're, Meme you're num- on the poster. So. <laughs> Meme number three. Kobe Bryant be like, throwback Thursday. I will never forget this. I will never Sunday forget game this. A Sunday NBC game. Never forget this, man. <laughs> Chris Childs with the two-piece. What if he connected all the way? Because he kind of hit him in his throat. He did. <laughs> what if he the connected? point is he connected. <laughs> did Kobe connect? Did no. Kobe swing? <laughs> no. That's the, this is just the point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> meme number four. Paul Pierce calling Ray Allen a traitor and saying... After the, the their season, look, we suck. And Ray Allen getting his uh, second ring, and now they are in Brooklyn. It worked for Ray. They're not even starting out as good as I thought no, they would. No, they're two and four. They're not starting out anywhere near as good as I thought they were. Don't get me wrong, they're gonna pull something together. Then I don't think they're gonna. This is gonna continue for the rest. If it does, the, I mean that doesn't make any sense. But um, I don't. It's, I mean it's a weird mixture. Like, yeah, they have, you know, some good vets, some solid current players, and some, you know, and a little bit of the feature, but th- it's still a weird mixture. And it's still, you know, a new coach, you know, a new coach. It's still weird. Yeah. So, but I think they'll get it. This is not going to carry out for the rest of the year, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. And meme number five. What up, player? Oh, I, I, need, I, I can't see the whole thing, but I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Eric. It says, says, what up, player? It says, Dez, eat a Snickers. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because when you're hungry, you think you're you're Calvin Johnson. Better? Better. (laughs) (laughs) Those are from the Snicker commercial. Yeah. (laughs) And that's from, uh, stems from Dez Bryant saying, you know, he's just as good as uh, Calvin Johnson. Not yet, Dez. Not yet, but he's pretty good. He's a baby Megatron. I I give him that. He's a baby Megatron because Dez Bryant has some plays where he's he's just a man amongst boys in that end zone. But um, not yet. Not yet, Dez. Not yet. Almost not by far with the mental aspect of it, but oh no, physicality and you know getting and it done in the red zone. Yeah, and I almost. think he's almost there. As a Cowboys fan, I think Des's problem now is just studying and knowing where he's supposed right. to be on the field. Right. There's too many times, and Tony, that comes with time. Yeah, there's too many times Tony Romo has to tell him, "Look, move over there, move over there," yeah. or you're uh-huh. in the wrong place. Right. And uh, NFL Films definitely showed that. Um, on Turning Point and in their NFL films uh, uh, TV show, mm-hmm. they show lots of times that uh, Tony Romo has to tell me, "Oh, line up here, do mm-hmm. this," or you know. And they're growing. The first year Des was there, Tony Romo got hurt four games into the season right. and was out. And then the next year, Des Bryant got hurt, so it was it was it was crazy. They're not totally in sync yet. 
And talking about wide receivers, let's move on to our topic of the week and talk about it stems from a wide receiver, a former wide receiver, Sam Hurd, formerly of the Chicago Bears and the Dallas Cowboys. Sam Hurd was sentenced today to 15 years in prison for conspiracy of drug trafficking and other drug charges. Stems from him basically having a um, trying to operate a cocaine and marijuana uh, drugs uh, industry cartel, Jeez. pretty much. Uh, started out, he says, and the article is on uh, Sports Illustrated on uh, the Monday Morning Quarterback part of the Sports Illustrated website. Uh, Monday Morning Quarterback is Peter King's um, work with Sports Illustrated. And uh, Sam Hurd pretty much came out and said that uh, he um, started uh, doing marijuana when he was uh, rehabbing from an ankle injury and realized that marijuana helped him with his pain relief. And then he also said that um, during that rehab, it was also helping him to study because he was able to learn all the wide receiver positions. Right. And that's part of the reason why he was on the Dallas Cowboys, because he could play any wide receiver position. He could play the X, the Y or the Z position. And um, Parcells loved it, loved him for that. He was undrafted. And that's how he made the team because in one week he learned all the um, positions and learned what he was supposed to do for pretty much all the plays. And um, not only him, Jason Garrett said the same thing that he he pretty much knew the playbook in and out, mm-hmm. and he contributed that to marijuana smoke. He did. So uh, just real quick, um, pretty much uh, he was going back and forth to California. Uh, he calls himself a connoisseur of marijuana. Uh, was Down to the, the sh- like strains. Yes, he knew strains. Strains that help for um, back pain, uh, body aches. Strains that help with headaches because yeah. of uh, the bashing, the helmet hitting. He found strains that would help for uh, headaches. Uh, strains just for relaxation, for stress, and things like that. Um, and pretty much um, during the lockout, before the lockout, he claims he claims that he was the weed man for the Dallas Cowboys, supplying weed to uh, twenty to twenty-five Dallas Cowboy players, which is pretty much half of the team. Basically, and uh, he said he was he wasn't doing it for profit at that time. He was just like, hey, I have weed, I like weed, um, and some of my teammates like weed, and I have the best. So um, if they want something, then they can come to me, and I'll sell it to them for what I bought. I'm not looking for a profit. You know, and if they didn't, you know, if they had $50 on them, I just gave them some, you know, he's and he said it. He said, I'm in the NFL. I didn't need money. So (laughs) I was just, you know, doing this. Let's fast forward to when the lockout in uh, 2011, um, when it was uncertainty about the season, he decided to um, basically start a, a cartel, drug cartel, um, was transporting marijuana from California to Dallas, um, back and forth. Now, he, in doing that, you got to have, like, a lot of people on board. Yes, he had connects. Like, uh, connects an, all over. An Armenian man by the name of V, mm-hmm. who was supplying, supplying him. And then um, it, it moved up to cocaine. Yeah. He was doing cocaine. And fast forward to when he ends up getting signed in, in Chicago. He ends up trying to be a real big kingpin in Chicago. 
he gets in contact with the Zetas, which is a probably one of the biggest drug cartels out in Central America, yep. um, and wanted to move marijuana and cocaine. And in a, um, he ended up getting um, caught uh, by an informant, and he organized a, tr- a drug transaction. Pretty much, he was saying he wanted 50 kilos of coke every week. And then he was saying he could get as... The, he was trying to get as much money, uh, as much as 50 kilos a week, which for a year in Chicago would be three tons. Three tons. That's crazy. Of cocaine, which is which is ridiculous. And he says he could have sold it. So pretty much he got in trouble, um, got arrested on federal charges. Today got sentenced, luckily for him, 15 years. He right. was looking at life with without parole. Exactly. And that made us think... Uh, what are some athletes that made wrong decisions in their life that cost them their sport, their uh, athletic career? Um, yeah, that that's that's just a crazy story. Um, another athlete that comes to mind, and I and I think about him like often, like when we talk when things like this come up, is Jason Williams from Duke. Oh yes. Um, got into that motorcycle got accident. Got into motorcycle right accident. Right after his rookie year. First of all, when he was. Purchasing the motorcycle, his friends, family. There was, I don't think there was anyone that did not advise him not to get it. Like, dude, you know, you know, you're, you're getting ready to go to the NBA. You know, I, did he even have a contract at that time? No, he he had played his rookie year. Right, he got he it right, his after, his right after his right after his rookie season. And right. it's crazy because Tyson Chandler. Do you remember the show The Life? Yes. Tyson yes. Chandler on The Life was telling right. him, "Yo, you shouldn't be riding a bike." Right. And I remember he that. said, "Oh, I'm good." Two hours later, he's in a motorcycle accident. That's crazy. That's crazy. Definitely, I remember him because I like. I mean, I liked him at Duke. I like watching him at Duke, and then um, get into the NBA, and it's just like this is a bonehead decision. Like you just don't do that. You know, it's part of the job. It's part of you know how you conduct yourself. Um, and everybody was telling this guy not to get it. Everyone was advising him not to get it. Um, he was making it seem like he was going. You know how people ride their bikes like in moderation like uh-huh. oh I'm not gonna go crazy with it or anything like that it, at the end of the day that doesn't really matter anything can happen so um, Jason Williams is one athlete that sticks out to me just you know poor decision going against what you know he was advised to and um, just ended his career there's uh, one athlete that still sticks in, like to me all the time and being from this area Len Bias from University of Maryland. That was a very sad and tragic story. Um, For those that don't know, Len Bias was uh, drafted third or fourth overall to the Boston Celtics in the 1986 draft. Len Bias was pretty much going to be Michael Jordan's competition in the NBA. He was 6'8", 230, um, and at the time was faster Stronger and had a better jumper at the time. At the time, definitely. Than Michael Jordan at the time. This was him coming out of college at the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was drafted uh, by the Boston Celtics. This is right after Boston had just won a championship. They had Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, um, Danny Ainge, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Johnson. So they were really loaded. Yep. And they happened to get. Um, Len Bias from a trade with a team. And it's crazy because they won the finals, but yet was the third or fourth pick in yeah. the draft. So they got Len Bias. The next day, he's back here in the in the area at College Park. Meets up with his friend, Brian Tribble. 
pretty much they start uh, drinking, started smoking, and then started doing cocaine. He ended up going into a seizure, uh, had to be rushed to Leland Memorial Hospital and was pronounced dead uh, later the next day. And that was pretty tragic. Uh, my mom went to um, Maryland at the time, and my mom was actually a tutor for not for a few of the um, athletes at Maryland. So she 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 kind of remembers him, mm-hmm. seen him here and there, talking to I him. I mean, he was definitely a popular guy, yes, a lovable guy. People loved him. And um, and he, he was the man in this area. Yeah. And that was the next when he got drafted. That was the big thing. Like whoa, like one of our own. Right, somebody from the area is. It was. Kind of like, let's say when Kevin Durant got drafted, mm-hmm. where it was like, wow, like someone we've seen just at the rec center who is right. now, who went, who played big college ball is now in the NBA. It right. was on that level. And for him to die the very next day was, was tragic. And that didn't only affect him, that affected University of Maryland, mm-hmm. that affected uh, future drug laws. Because they started making changes because of that. Uh, the mandatory minimums came about because of that. Yeah. And it affected the Boston Celtics. Boston did not. Okay, that was 86. They did not win a championship until 2008. Mm-hmm. And during that stretch, they only made the playoffs twice. It's crazy. I'm sorry. From the I'm sorry. From the 90s to 2008, they only made the playoffs twice. And Len Bias would have definitely been a big part of that that team if he was still there. But decisions that you make that could end your career. Um, do you remember Lawrence Phillips? But, yeah, I do. From uh, he played with the St. Louis Rams, star running back, mm-hmm. but was constantly um, in trouble with the law and in trouble with uh, drug and alcohol. That's one person. Um, I know this person was kind of. Uh, Outside of their career, like they were already retired years later, but they messed up their um, uh, their endorsements and, and marketability. OJ Simpson. OJ. Man, he was still loved, though. He, he still loved, he still but, loved though, but he definitely, he definitely. But yeah, he messed up some things. He had hurt. A lot of things. Hurt. He was, he had hurt as his man. big endorsement. But yeah, um, OJ. who are some other players that you could think of? Uh, let's see. Um, Lynn Bias might have been the biggest one close to home. That was a good one. To, uh. This one isn't really because of a decision that he made, but it was still tragic. Cut short, Sean Taylor. Yeah, wasn't really a decision that he made, but still, it and was it, it was tragic. It's so, and it's like flukish too, like. Yeah. It's, it's like fluke. It's like a bullet it just happened to land right in a major artery. So it's just, it's just it's fluke. In but your yeah, own that's home. in your own home, right? Um, yeah, it's, I guess that's just under the category of just a split. It, just something happening. So that was freakish, though. Now this is kind of funny. This one is funny. Um, Sean Kemp eating too many hamburgers during that uh, lockout. Sean Kemp. That '98 lockout killed him. <laughs> He was Sean never Kemp. the same. Sean Kemp was a beast. He was a beast. And let's remember, in 1998, it wasn't like the 2000, 
11 lockout where these players were threatening about going overseas. overseas. Yeah, no. Or, these or guys doing here these, doing nothing. Or doing these tours like how you saw them at uh, Gallaudet. Exactly. You saw them at Morgan. Exactly. Where you're doing, doing these, like these celebrity games. Classic games. These were players who were doing nothing. Exactly. <laughs> sitting in, Sean Kemp happened to be sitting eating at his stars away. Yeah, man. Um... Is there anyone else we could think of? How about those in the studio right now? Guys setting up for the lazy hour. Oh, yes. Definitely check them on. They're coming on next. Yes, yes, yes. Is there uh, any of you? uh, Can y'all think of uh, any athlete that um, messed up their career by um, just a decision that they made? How about? Come on, come on. In Atlanta, there was Michael Vick for Mm -hmm. dog fighting. True. We didn't bring that up. There was... There's drug users out there, too. You know, million dollars, and they do drugs. Um, You know, people with a blessed situation sometimes don't make the best out of a blessed situation. That is true. It's like they get caught up in the fame. Absolutely. And um, Michael Vick was a good one. That's a good one. And he was able to redeem himself, but still, that was I mean, it tarnished his name, basically. Absolutely. And it it, it brought a uh, bad preconceived notion about him. So... It, it kind of always left a taint or a bad taste in people's mouth. Exactly. Um, but you have to understand the lifestyle that these guys live is nothing that, is that true. you and, and I can understand. That is right. true. Because there's so much pressure out there. That is exactly. true. Guys and people telling them yes to everything and never no. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're always right no matter what they say. So that's kind of just the way I feel about it. Appreciate that no, definitely. That is true, and also it was a bulk of who he surrounded himself with uh-huh. too. Like, yeah, those are your boys, but you gotta, you know, gotta be, you know, you gotta just keep things some things away, you know. But um, yeah, Michael Vick was definitely a good one. Um, I just had a blank. Uh, I was just about to say someone else. I can't remember who. Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, there's quite a few athletes, and, and he brought up a good point. You know, the pressure that they uh, they go through um, with the I do know a couple professional athletes, one of them in the NBA right now, and chilling with him on the regular for a, a good portion of his career in this area. I was able to see some things that um, that. Um, that he went through and of course it seems like oh yeah you know you're making money and oh yeah you know you should be set for life there's it's a different lifestyle compared to me exactly. and you you know more money sometimes comes with more problems in the group chat um anonymous uh got some people um daryl strawberry michael oh. irving Ooh. chris carter Chris Carter. Yes, there was just a football life last night. There I did was. not get to see it, but yeah, he he ended up having a Hall of Fame career, but his career could have been even better if he had started good in um, Gunplay Boy Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> How can we forget this dude, Gilbert Arenas? Shout out to Matt is neat. Matt is neat on Twitter. Shout out to him, Matt. That Gunplay pretty... Young Gilbert Arenas. Yes, Gilbert Arenas, man. Oh, man. Man, you're gonna make me cry because the Wizards actually could have won bang. in 2007. They could have won the NBA Finals. I'm still behind them. They could have won that. Anyways, we gotta move on and wrap up this show. Um, if you want to check us out uh, on Twitter, Sports Reality LV, on Instagram, The Sports Reality LV, 
Um, you can definitely email us your questions, comments. If you'd like to come on the show, um, if you'd just like to be part of the show at uh, thesportsreality at gmail.com. Yes, hit us up. Yes, and uh, we have the Lazy Hour coming up next. Lazy Hour, man. It's a great show. Y'all should Always definitely check in. If you're a hip hop head, man. or not just hip hop, music altogether, you should just listen. Um, the cypher that they had two weeks ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I. It went on for like half an hour, right? Man, it was, and it was good. It wasn't just people rhyming. <laughs> they were, they were, overall, it was good. <laughs> overall, I like he said suck, nigga. He did. <laughs> oh, overall, it was good. Um, and the people who were good, it wasn't just a strictly uh, punchline. They had some some real substance. So um, Definitely stay tuned for the lazy hour. Yeah, what's on tap tonight with y'all? Special guest, as always. Oh, okay. S. Von Doc. Say, say it again, Americana. Special guest, S. Von Doc. Okay. Oh, okay. Local cool. local guy, man. Stay tuned. Nice. Yes, stay Definitely tuned stay for tuned. the Lazy Hour. And um, I'm Jeremy John. This Re- is... Rike Conde. We'll see y'all next week. Sports Reality. Peace. Peace.